you don't hear me saying happy Scorpio season to someone in the same way I might wish them a happy Taurus season or a happy Sagittarius season, for example. Scorpio season is an excavation of a soul, the examination of your deepest desires under a microscope. And dare I say, with the fixed quality of Scorpio season, there's an additional layer of solid frozen ice through which you must use your pickaxe to unearth what's underneath. When it comes to water signs, you know, when it comes to cancer season, I think of like a day at the beach, the mama crab playing in the tide with her little crab children, the tide goes in and out. Or the other water sign, Pisces. Sure, it's a little haphazard, two fish connected by a rope swimming in opposite directions. But that journey takes them everywhere on the road to creativity. So by the end of that day, there will be a painting or a masterpiece or a new song has been written. And then when it comes to Scorpio season, the fixed water sign, I think of, I think of that, well, I'm dating myself here. I think of that Michelle Pfeiffer movie um, with Harrison Ford and she goes out on the dock over the lake. And then uh, she discovers Amber Valletta's dead body under the surface of the water. And it's that ghost that haunts her through the entire movie. So this is not like elective soul searching of the depths. This is something that must be dealt with instantly. I also think of that other movie, The Cavers, The Cave Divers, um, somewhere in, in Southeast Asia. And of course, you know, most of the cast dies, but the ones who do survive, you know, they, they come up and the oxygen meter of course, Hollywood style is like below empty and they're sputtering and choking up water. And from the depths, they've seen some of the most grotesque things, but they had no other choice because by nature they are explorers. And that's what you are in your own life. And that's what you're being asked to do in terms of your deepest desires um, during Scorpio season. Add to that landscape there, that beautiful landscape I've just painted for you there of the sorts of activities that await you during Scorpio season. Don't forget, you know, we've recently, um, we've recently observed Halloween and All Saints Day. And so Scorpio season encapsulates that time of year where the veil between, you know, the quick and the dead, as it were, whatever you want to call it, um, is, is extra thin. So you might be getting more messages from your ancestors. Um, your ghosts might be popping out um, from behind the corners. You might be catching eerie glimpses of yourself in mirrors of things that maybe kind of look like you, but something seems just not quite right. If you have your birth chart handy, um, pull out your, your natal chart, pull out that snapshot of the sky that is unique to you, um, the blueprint of your life, uh, the planetary 
alignments at the moment you drew your first breath. Everyone has Scorpio in their chart. So if you're looking on your chart and you're like, oh, I'm not a Scorpio sun or I'm not a Scorpio ascendant, you still have Scorpio somewhere on your chart. And then no need to feel deflated. Like even if you uh, don't have any major planetary bodies there, um, it's still, there's still one twelfth of your birth chart dedicated to uh, Scorpio. Now, traditionally, so this may not be what you see on your chart. Traditionally, Scorpio is associated with the eighth house. Um, when we talk about the eighth house, we are talking about other people's resources. What we mean by that is Scorpio governs the part of your life where, you know, maybe quite literally you earn a paycheck um, and how you negotiate those terms. Um, Scorpio traditionally governs the area of your life where um, you inherit things. Uh, Scorpio governs the part of your life where you know how to get what you need from other people. Um, it's also the part of your life that governs um, like windfalls, like unexpected influx of, okay, it can be literally cash, but uh, let's just talk about energy. So unexpected sources of energy, like, you know, Mario gets an unexpected um, extra mushroom life or, you know, that, that supercharged invincibility star. But as I mentioned, this might not be where Scorpio is located on your natal chart. So take everything we've just said so far, desire, um, sensuality, cunning, that sort of sit and wait and strike when the moment is hot mentality, um, how to position yourself to get the resources you need from other people. Look for where Scorpio is on your chart and then apply those notions, that, that sentiment of everything I've just mentioned uh, to that area. So you can go to marissalavalette.com and I have a, uh, a downloadable PDF there of the traditional um, assignation of the, the 12 houses. And you can compare that to your natal chart and so you can see, oh, like, what is it about this um, area of my life that feels Scorpio-esque about it? One thing I wanted to cover today is eclipse season. And we are kicking off this series of eclipses this Friday. November, oh, okay, friends, I don't know what, what day is it? <laughs> this Friday, November 19th. Um, so we'll be looking at a North Node full moon eclipse in Taurus. And, um, you know, if you look at any chart, Taurus sits opposite Scorpio. So Taurus is more about your own resources. Um, Taurus and Scorpio are opposite signs. So they're both talking about the same thing, resources, energy, nourishment, sustenance, food, but they go at it in different ways. 
So Scorpio is that sit and wait, strike when the moment is hot versus on the other hand, Taurus is like, you can see that bull coming from a mile away, like that bull in a China shop exuberance. It's, it's like, I'm coming for my favorite plate of food right now. I'm coming for my snacks. I'm filling up. Uh, I'm hungry. Whereas you've got that more, you know, diminutive scorpion on the other end. That's like, I'm fine. I'll just, I'll just sit and wait for the right moment. just think about that for a moment as we are talking about desire we are talking about the beginning of this new eclipse season that is setting off a chain of events that has to do with your desire your resources and the way you go about getting them Bearing in mind, you know, these eclipses take place, this eclipse season, like every six months, approximately. So it can be helpful to look at something you started six months ago. And you might see this Friday's eclipse as either um, as a bookend to something in the same theme, or the beginning of something new. For example, you might have something on your calendar six months from now. And if you were to count backwards, you might get a sense of something that is resetting a cycle. Um, and it, it's not literally this Friday. So the, the eclipse is happening um, around pretty close to 1 a.m. Uh, this Friday, Pacific time. But the event in your life um, it's not necessarily happening at that moment. So you don't have to like set your alarm, you know, for shortly before 1 a.m. this Friday, you know, to get a feel for what's happening. Um, you might have already, you know, let, let's just call it what it is. Um, the whole framework of astrology as, as a spiritual toolkit, you already know what's going on. And it's that your, you know, your ego-driven, cognitive, analytical thinking mind throughout, you know, your waking hours just uh, constructs this, um, this veil or this illusion, Maya from, from Sanskrit. And, um, you know, when you're awake, you, you're choosing what it is that you, that you're choosing to see in your daily experience. And, and, and just remember that, when I share my passion for astrology with you, um, not telling you anything new when it comes to Scorpio season. And I mentioned like, Oh, it's, you know, the, the, you're going to catch that reflection of yourself that startles you or your ancestor is going to whisper something in your ear or, you know, that demon is going to jump out from behind the corner. We act all surprised. We act like we're blindsided. Like, eclipse season like oh my goodness this really took me by surprise like did it really did it really you know I've had a couple things happen just the past couple days and like knowing like oh my god eclipse season is coming and I had a moment yesterday where I was like I was like oh my god I feel so completely blindsided by this um I had no idea this was going to happen and then when, when the emotional quality of the occurrence had, you know, settled down, I was like, no, this, this, 
there's nothing surprising about, about this at all. So to put a little bow on this, to put a little bow on eclipse season and being quote unquote confronted by things that startle, shock and surprise you about yourself. And I guess I'll leave it to you. And I'd love to drive you now either to respond to my recent newsletter or to continue the conversation on over on my socials. Like, not just during eclipse season, but like, what is it that you act surprised about over and over and over again, but deep in your heart, you already know. And so acknowledging yourself as the self-aware being, what might you examine in the cold, wet, slippery, dark depths of that cave? What might you confront under the surface of the water? That iteration of you that is calling for your attention and has you really captivated at this moment, you cannot look away. I'd love to hear the thing you discover and act so surprised about, but you already know. And I'd love to chat about that further with you um, over on my socials and on the newsletter. So thanks for tuning in. So I won't say happy Scorpio season. I will say happy spelunking, happy excavating, happy chipping away at those layers of ice that separate you from that desire that you think is so foreign or so far away from you. And I bet you it has just been right there blinking at you from beneath the surface all along. <laughs>